Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I am Sabrina Justison, here with Vicki Tillman and Kim Smythe. And we're eager to talk about all things homeschool, high school. So here we are, uh, when we are recording this, we're coming into a new calendar year. And there's actually nothing mystical or magical about the beginning of new calendar year. And yet, somehow, we feel like there is. <laughs> we, we just make it that way. Yes. Yeah, right? and, and surely this year will be a better year. <clears throat> certainly. Mm-hmm. Certainly. It certainly must be. And so... Many of us are making resolutions. There are all sorts of um, gyms and fitness clubs that are gearing up for a massive influx of Mm -hmm. members. And we decided that we're going to record an episode that is about New Year's unresolutions because resolutions don't actually work that well for a lot of people. They just sort of set themselves up for failure. They set something that is too specific or too demanding. And then when it doesn't work out they feel like they gained nothing. So we're going to try to instead explore ways to go with this whole beginning of a new calendar year thing or the beginning of whenever you are feeling the desire to um, to look at life and to plot your course ahead. So some unresolutions. Unresolutions. My favorite kind. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just curious, do, do either of you traditionally make like traditional New Year's resolutions? Well, I I do a time audit at the beginning of the year and set some yearly goals, but I do a goofy resolution every year. Goofy resolution. Tell us more. That sounds like fun. Well, yeah, because... I, I tend to be a little too serious in life. You never hear me laugh or anything. Like Yeah, I'm sure y'all who listen like y'all who listen to the podcast regularly, I'm sure you've noticed poor Vicky never laughs. Yeah, uh-huh. Too too dour. And so to try to lighten things up, I, I do goofy. So a couple of years ago my resolution was to wear goofy socks all year, to wear outrageous socks. And I still have my outrageous socks, and I wear them to work, and it always is a great way to start a counseling session with my clients, because they go, why are you wearing those socks? (laughs) And they're awesome. And, uh, yeah, I I have black socks on, too. They're not outrageous. Yeah, those are cool. I have purples and gray and black stripes. And green. Thank you, Costco. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so a, a goofy goal, that's that's fun, to bring a little fun into your life, to lighten yourself up. Um, mm-hmm. How about you, Kim? Do you do resolutions or? I hate resolutions. Okay, um, why do you hate them? Share. Well, okay, well, let's see. I'm ADHD. I'm me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I, on times that I have tried to make myself fit into a very rigid little box with these goals. I kind of have overdone it, I think, on goals. And you get per- perfection paralysis. Per- perfection paralysis. You guys all know me really, really well. <laughs> I like showing it here. Have you seen the ward on my right arm? Um, <laughs> and so I just, I sort of set myself up for, for failure when I tried to do it that mm-hmm. way. Um, should I tell you what I do now, or am I getting ahead of us? You, you can go ahead and talk Sure. About so what I have started doing, thank you so much, John Gordon. Um, and no, we are not affiliates of John Gordon. But if he <laughs> or ever Costco. Has, and oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> if he ever has an affiliate program, I might have to be. Um, he has started doing stuff on Periscope, which is really fun, by the way. Uh, but John Gordon um, is just one of the most, um, he's, a, he's a great 
Christian guy who is really all about positivity, mm -hmm, uh, if mm -hmm. I had to sum him up in one word. Um, and he's a big advocate of instead of going for these crazy specific goals or in addition to going for crazy specific goals, if that's who you are and how you work well, um, to really kind of think really broadly in themes. And so he's all about one word. And so that's something that I have felt really, really resonates with my spirit. So you pick one word and <clears throat> you kind of, what, meditate on it during the year? Or yeah. What, like it's to help you choose priorities or something? Yeah, like the whole idea. And he actually has a little book, very quick read, really readable. It's probably in your local library and it's on everything under the sun probably. But it's a really quick little read and it's called One Word. Um, and basically the whole concept is, again, before everything, before you would set specific, measurable, achievable, <laughs> realistic, realistic time-oriented goals or just crazy theme, overarching things or goofy goals, you know, we always want to pray and just say, God, what do you have for me in this coming semester, year, four years, life, whatever. Um, so his, his time is, his thing is to take some dedicated time close to the time that you want to do this, whether it's the beginning of a calendar year or school years. I, t I tend to really like the whole school. I love school because it's got beginnings and middles and ends, you know. Um, and so just take time to pray and really spend some time thinking yourself, but also really asking God to show you what does he have for you in the coming year. And the idea is if you put your mind and, and God's mind and your hearts together, um, that the Holy Spirit will drop a word for you. Um, and that that word, you probably, when you come up with it, you probably have really specific ways that you think it's applying to you already. But what many people have found, and I found too, and I, last year was the first year I did it specifically, um, is that God ends up showing you all kinds of other things that fit in that theme of that word that you had no idea would ever apply to that word and vice versa. But you had, by having that word that you were aware of and thinking about, it made you open to those ideas. Absolutely. Like I kind of did it without even knowing about the one word thing, like starting about a year and a half ago because I was looking into how is my ADHD-ness working and not working for me and other people in my life. Um, and I, I really focused a lot on intentionality. So intentional sort of became my word for a good six months leading into that. And then I heard about this whole one word thing and I thought, oh, isn't that convenient? I'm kind of already doing it. And last year my word was choose. And as I've been praying about this coming year, I honestly feel like I could probably, I could probably keep that one for a couple, <laughs> but I think God is showing Is that allowed? Me. Are you allowed to do that? Is yeah. that the one right way to choose a word? Do you know what? what? There is not, not one, one right, right way. way to choose awesome. a word. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. So you could do it any way you like. And so you don't have a New Year's resolution. You have a word. I have a word. And not only is there not one right way to choose a word, but there's not one right word. And there's the word that's right for me is not the word that's right for Sabrina mm -hmm. or Vicki or you. So what's right for Sabrina? Well, what, I'm too verbose and I can't do one word. So sometimes <laughs> I can kind of do like a short paragraph. <laughs> yeah, or so. geek. Or geek. <laughs> the, the summing it up that much is hard for me. I do, I do like themes. 
Um, typically the theme is, is more of a picture kind of theme for me mm. if I do that, but that's not so much something I do if I'm at the beginning of a new calendar year or a new school year or a new season in my life. Um, I'm more about, I guess, creating like touch points or evaluation points. Um, so much of what works for me is evaluating what I've been doing and saying, so Sabrina, how's that working out for you? Because <laughs> frequently the answer is not very well. That's why I have a bloody <laughs> forehead. So perhaps I would like to change my approach, you know. Um, I, I tend to get going with something and I just keep doing it unless I stop to evaluate. So um, I like to do at, at the beginning of each calendar year, and I do it again at least one other time during the year, where I, I look back at the last six to 12 months and sort of see, okay, what have my priorities been? What relationships have been dominating mm. things? This sort of thing. How's that working out for me? And then from there, I think of it, a friend of mine who is big in uh, corporate settings, um, plans annual retreats for her company. And when they gather, they look back at their last year as a, as a corporation. And instead of saying, yeah, this worked well and this didn't, or this was a success and this was a failure, they say, Based on what we experienced last year, I would like for us to have more of this and less of that. And somehow that phrase really, really works for me. So I like to look at my last little chunk of time and say, out of how life has been going, what would I like to have more of and what would I like to see less of? And then set some course corrections based on that. But for me, it's more, it's more looking back and coming up with course corrections than it is a looking forward and choosing a goal. Kind of, sort of. I like that so much. <laughs> I just opened up my phone and took notes. See, and I looked over. <laughs> and I she looked, thought, okay, Kim's texting someone <laughs> again. I looked over and I thought, seriously, you are texting during a podcast? <laughs> and I'm being profound <laughs> and you're texting. How rude. <laughs> she inspired me. Oh, dear. I'm so sorry I judged you so unfairly. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite all right. <laughs> oh, my. So how do we help our teens to not burden themselves with unrealistic expectations and resolutions unless they just like to burden themselves with? Yeah. <laughs> some do. Um, so how can we give them some tools to, to make some goals or, or have fun or have a word? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Part of it starts with conversation, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I think that sometimes we are not as transparent with our kids as perhaps would be beneficial for everybody. Or as, they, and if as we, we think they are. We, as we, as we think, think we, we are. are. Yeah, we mm -hmm. think they're noticing more what we're doing. Some of my uh, tweaking and evaluating and course correcting is to work on things that I don't feel good about in myself, shortcomings, things that I'm disappointed in. And chances are pretty good that my teens are aware of that. <laughs> and it's actually really, it makes me feel better to just be able to say it out loud. Say, so guys, you know that punctuality has been a really big issue for me. This past year, the two years before that, I, I struggle with it. I'm always cramped. And this is not a surprise to them, but it can be really freeing for me to just say it out loud. And then say, so I want more punctuality in my life. I would like less of scrambling last minute. And I think that I'm going to try doing this and this and this in the coming year to see if I can bring that. And, and so be honest with our, with our own journeys, first of all. And then say to them, are there things that you would like to see more of or less of? 
in the coming year? What what are you gonna what are you gonna do with it? You know, um, sometimes it just starts with asking them to look at their lives and think for a moment. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about is an intentional, like Kim had mentioned, mm-hmm. intentionality, yeah. an intentional conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy for us parents to to talk at our oh, teens because oh we kind of do that while they're growing up. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. when they're little, you do a lot of instructing and this is how to do things and this is how to think. But teenagers, you want to start giving them the ability to own their own ideas and thoughts so that they go into adulthood prepared to do that and so to actually have an intentional conversation so you're open and transparent and vulnerable Mm -hmm. as much as is is healthy Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. for teens and Mm -hmm. to have a willful conversation a lot of years if life would give this to us I would take them out to breakfast one at a time Mm which sometimes with as many kids as I had, it didn't all happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, not <laughs> always realistic. <laughs> and at the beginning of the year, because mm. we would be taking a Christmas break from classes, so we'd go mm. out to breakfast and just say, I would ask them what their dreams are. Mm. And it, what, are, what are you dreaming about? What are you wishing and hoping for? Mm. And then let that be kind of the tool for, then what are you going to do with that over the, uh, the upcoming and doesn't months. asking questions create such a different um, perception in our teens' minds? Because if instead we say, this is the time of year that it's really good to do uh, a stop and look around and how did the fall semester go and look at life. And so, um, you know, that's going to be uh, your essay assignment for this week. Mm-hmm. Let's put together an essay about what the coming year is looking like. That might feel like a very positive way to weave this good, solid life skill into mm-hmm. their learning. And we've just made it an assignment. We've looked down from our lofty adult <laughs> place and said, now go and do this because you are deficient at this point in your life. You are not setting goals and working toward them in an efficacious manner. So get on the stick. Um, and instead, when you have breakfast and you talk about your own journey and you encourage them to dream out loud about their journey, you're saying, this is just a part of being a person. Mm-hmm. It's not an assignment for you because you are not doing adult life right yet as a teen. This is something you will be doing the rest of your life. This is an adult thing to have to look at life and say, how's that working out for you? Where would I like to go? What do I want to make yeah. my priorities? The cool thing about that is when you have intentional conversations, whether it's out to breakfast or just whenever you can catch it, when you have an intentional conversation and your teen tells you about something that they are dreaming about or hoping for or or would like to explore and you listen and understand and they know you understand biologically your brain and their brains change it rewires both of your brains so you have both of you have neurological change when you understand your child and they know they're understood Happens with adults too, but teens is so important. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm taking more notes, people. (laughs) Yeah, there she is with her phone. Yeah, texting again. She's texting (laughs) again. Really, really. Yeah. It's fascinating. And how long have I been hanging around these ladies? And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of this, and I've heard Mm -hmm. them say a lot of this before, but it's really powerful. And and my my first thought when goes right along both of these really well is just the role modeling thing is just. Just be doing this in front of them. Be real in front of them. And 
and really accepting the uniqueness of each of them too. So first, just as the three of us have differences in how we come approach this and how we carry it out to really honor and, and um, encourage their differences and their uniqueness and how they think about it and how they, you know, how they approach the whole thing, how they live it out, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The uniqueness thing is interesting because if you do want to encourage your teen to capture this somehow, and, and I, I think that's important. I, I think that all of us do well when we have something to look back to that holds us a little bit accountable to the fact that I did this work. I, I spent this time in prayer. I spent this time looking at myself honestly and came to these conclusions. Um, and for me, the natural thing, because I'm a word geek is journaling. Mm. And yet I have, um, uh, it's always been funny to me. I'm going to just tell stories on my, my sister, but seven sister Allison, who is my biological sister is not the word geek that I am. And she has always felt that for her, journaling is kind of like leaving her underwear lying around the living room when guests are coming over. It just <laughs> seems so inappropriately vulnerable. Which if you what? know, Allison, that metaphor is even funnier. Because <laughs> Allison would be the last of the sisters she, to leave her underwear never, laying around. Never. Even never. if it were clean and folded in, in a nice neat pile. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that she will be mortified when she finds out that that was the metaphor that I chose because that was my metaphor and not hers. But, uh, <laughs> so if she's ever tempted to listen to this episode, we'll steer, oh, steer her away. Toward a different one. Oh, dear. Hey, but, yeah. Yeah. There are some people for whom putting the words down on paper is a violation of mm. who they are. Yeah. That is not a mm. good place. But perhaps they need an event. Maybe they need a breakfast mm -hmm. that they can remember going out to breakfast mm. with, the, with their mom, with their mm -hmm. friend, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, if they're artistic, perhaps they want <clears> to create an art object of some sort that doesn't mean anything Ooh. to any stranger who looks at it, but when they look at it, they know mm. when they made that mm. and what was in their heart when they made it. Mm. Um, so there, there are all different kinds of, um, I, I have one kid who has made sort of sojourns and gone for, put, put on the earbuds and, and gone for a long walk or a long bike ride on a particular day at a particular time while doing all of the soul searching. And then you have that memory of that time in that event. Mm. So marking it some way is, I think, probably really helpful for most of us, but how you mark it, not the thing to turn into a writing assignment for your teen, because mm -hmm. it just may not be a good thing that you're asking them to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it may not be a good personality fit or something that's appropriate for the portfolio for their evaluations. Right. Although there may be some kids that that just really stirs their grits and mm -hmm. yep. because there's not one right way to <laughs> unresolve your new year. And actually, Sabrina, when you were talking about about the bigger picture, it made me also think of um, an, another product that. Um, that you put together for a lot of us, um, which is your personal mission statement. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I did do that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. You know, that, that, Sabrina developed a, a little teeny curriculum. Mm -hmm. It's a little teeny thing little for um, writing your personal mission statement, and she did it for teens. And one year, a uh, couple of years back, I was doing a class with the homeschool high schoolers, 
And uh, Sabrina, I don't even remember how we tied that into. It was British literature class. Oh wow! But somehow we made that part of the course. Animal Farm. We talked about missional drift. Mission drift. That's oh, what it was. Yes. Wow. And so we I remembered something. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So proud of getting stars for today. Wow. Oh my god. But gosh. so we had the kids sit down in class, and and Sabrina coached them through writing a oh, personal wow. mission statement, and. Those kids were so excited. It was adorable. They were they yeah. were jazzed. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So our at sevensistershomeschool.com in the bookstore. Mm-hmm. We have writing your personal mission mm. statement and it's just a inexpensive little um you could do it in a day or two you could do it over the course of a couple of weeks and sort of come back to it. I think that's probably the the richest Ideal way, way to yeah. dig in. Um, but there's not one there's right not. way. <laughs> Unlike all Seven Sisters curriculum, it's adaptable to the go. many ways that we learn. So, yeah, writing your personal mission statement. Yeah, good stuff. So as we as we wind this down, um, the one thing that I think all of us have benefited from a lot is, is, a, is a phrase of Vicky's. I don't know if it's original with you or if you just taught it to all of us. But... It's really wonderful when you're at the start of something new and you're looking back a little bit to do yucks and yahoos. Oh, love Got them. that from my boss, J.D. Willens. Yes. Hey, J.D., thank you for yes, that. Yes, thank yeah, you, Yeah, yucks and yahoos because there there are just things that didn't work well, but when we call them failures or when we call them things that tanked, you know, it, it just mm. feels so bleh. Yeah. And when we just admit that we look at that time or that project and go, yuck, mm-hmm. then we just go, yeah, not doing that again. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's so validating to just kind of acknowledge the emotional side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, that was kind of yucky. Yeah. 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 And it may be that somebody contributed to the yuckiness intentionally. It might be completely just circumstantial. But it mm-hmm. just lets you label it and go, mm, okay. And then you can kind and of push it aside and move it. on. Yeah. 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 And concentrate on them yahoos. Yahoos are so important. And yeah. we don't Celebrate. do a lot of that in our culture as mm-hmm. intentionally as a lot of other cultures have done over the centuries and millennia. But we need to celebrate when something, even when it was something really small, mm-hmm. but boy, it just was a rock star moment. You know, we mm-hmm. need to yahoo it up. Yeah. Big time. Big so, time. And do that with your teens. Mm-hmm. Give them permission to voice their yucks and their yahoos. And actually, some of the funniest belly laugh conversations I've had with my kids have been when I've said, okay, judgment-free zone, give me your yucks from the last semester or whatever of our homeschool. Go ahead, just, I'm not gonna slam you for it, it's all good. And some of the stuff they've said has allowed all of us to just belly laugh together, go, yeah, that was a disaster, don't ever want to do that again. We all hated it, but guess yeah. what? We survived. Here we are. Yahoo! Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yucks and yahoos. All right. So as you look at unresolutions... She's got mm-hmm. the cell phone out again. I took so many notes during these two podcasts. I hope they're as valuable to you as they are to me. <laughs> as you are looking at your unresolutions for whatever is the next stretch of road ahead of you, uh, we hope that you are encouraged to remember there is not one right way, but it's always a good thing to pay attention to where you've been, where you're going, and how you're getting there, and to let your teens know that that's a part of adulting life skills. That's Indeed. good mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're going to spend several episodes over the, the coming um, weeks on the Homeschool High School podcast looking at planning, mm-hmm. looking at specifically academic planning, 
at um, vision, at flexibility, because life happens. It's the oddest thing, but we have found that life happens. It keeps on doing that. Amazing. Yeah. Way better and than about finding that balance between the parents planning and the teens taking mm. ownership of that planning and finding ways to, to bring those things into balance so that you're passing the baton gradually through those high school mm -hmm. years. Mm. So look forward to that in the coming episodes of mm. the Homeschool High, high school, school Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Have a wonderful week. See ya.